The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. This is Carolyn Weston with Blind Spot, program produced and presented by the Southland branch of the Association of Blind Citizens. And unfortunately, we don't have a sponsor at this stage. Our sponsor um, is shifting premises and it's going to cost them quite a bit of money. So, yeah, so they said they can't sponsor us for this 12 months, but ask them again next year. So that's a good one, good thing. So um, just move on, then if anybody would like to sponsor Blind Spot, um, we do have an international listening audience, so that would be good if you would like to contact um, the radio station. But I am going to be out looking for some sponsors, so hopefully next month we'll have somebody um, sponsoring us again. So this is, um, you're listening currently to Radio Southland, which is 96.4 on your tuner, or you might be listening to us via the internet. No matter how you're listening to us, I hope you're going to enjoy our program today. Now, um, today I've got a special guest, Nicola Owens from Auckland, and Nicola is a, um audio-described, um, or she does audio description for theatre and walks and all different things. I've known Nicola for a number of years now. And hi, Nicola. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? Fine. And uh, Nicola, something's going to happen really great. You're coming to Invercargill in the next, uh, well, it'll be tonight on the 23rd of March, if it's the um, day that you're listening to us. Because some people listen well, to Well, sadly, it's that. not me coming to Invercargill, but the good news is that audio description is coming to Invercargill. Oh, okay. <laughs> My equipment's coming down. Yeah. So um, with all the COVID and various things, we're, um, we're not traveling with the show, but, we, but our audio description is traveling. Right. So um, we're really excited that it's uh, coming to four venues down in the South Island. And as you say, Invercargill on the 23rd of March is the last performance okay. of Transfigured Night. It's going right. to be great. Yeah. So where else are you going in the South Island? Or are they going in the South Island? So by the time this goes up, this will the show will have been to Nelson, Christchurch and Dunedin. Okay. That's cool. And, and they're going to be audio described in each of those venues. Yeah, there's audio description available for all ten shows of this performance. Mm. So it's the very first time that Chamber Music has done it. Yeah. In fact, I think it's the first time that anyone's done their full tour audio described. So yeah. we're a little bit of a trailblazer in this. Um, when they contacted me to say they wanted to do it, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a big <laughs> undertaking. But how amazing if we can you know, set the bar where other companies go, actually, there's people all around the country that want to listen to audio description. Mm, so mm. I really hope they get a good audience. So can you explain um, what audio description is? 
Yeah, so basically it's um, somebody who describes the visual elements of the performance. So um, in a performance like this, this is quite an unusual performance really because it's chamber music musicians right. with dancers dancing almost with them actually. I was very surprised when I went to see the rehearsal. I was involved with helping to write the audio description script that actually the dancers and the musicians are kind of part of the whole piece. I've only ever seen like the dancing in one bit and then the orchestra somewhere else. So yeah. this kind of incorporates both together. It's quite interesting the way it's all been done. Oh. Um, but basically what the audio describer does is tells you what's happening visually yeah. while the action's going on. Um, now, usually with chamber music, we don't talk over the music because people have come to listen to the music. But yeah. obviously for this one, people have actually come to listen to the music and watch the dance. Yeah. And it was quite interesting. We had um, the stage manager for chamber music listen to the audio description at the rehearsal we had the other day. And she was quite, uh, I think she was actually quite emotional about it, actually. She had wondered if the audio description would detract from the music, oh. but actually what she found was it just gave her a really greater sense of what was happening with the dancers, yeah. and it flowed really nicely with the music, oh, so she good. got like a much kind of bigger experience of it, so that was quite interesting. I was a bit worried about what she might think about it, yeah. and actually she loved it. Oh, good. So, and as a sighted person, even she was saying, oh, I noticed so much more when it was being described to me, little things that I hadn't seen before, so mm. that was pretty cool. Mm. Now, that's good. And how did you get involved with um, audio describing theatre? I first heard about audio describing when I trained as a rehab worker um, oh, about 20 years ago in Glasgow in Scotland. I right. trained with Guide Dogs for the Blind as an O&M instructor. And somebody did a talk about audio description. And I thought, God, I would love to do that. Mm. But it was just in its infancy um, in the UK then. And I couldn't find anyone who would train me. And then when I came over to New Zealand, it, there wasn't any audio description. No. <laughs> and then in 2011, um, there was a training course at Auckland Live, um, oh. which is our council-owned, it's all the venues that the council owns. Right. And they wanted to train some audio describers um, to, to audio describe their shows. So I applied for it, and my partner, Paul, is blind. Yep. And he was like, yeah, go and do it, go and do it. <laughs> right. um, and I was lucky enough to get on that course. So that's uh -huh. how we started 10 years ago in 2011. Yeah. the same year that we started getting the audio description on TV in New Zealand. Yeah. That was our, our very first show was um, the musical Miss Saigon oh, yeah. um, at Auckland Live. Um, and then a couple of years later, when other arts organizations started to get interested in it, we set up our own company, Audio Described Aotearoa, so that we could make it easier for theater companies across the country to get access to audio description. And we've been training people in different locations since then so that more people can access it. Yeah. So how can, um, you know, you know that I've been trying to push for some audio described live theater in Invercargill. Um, the, the the difficulty I'm finding is that people don't understand what it is, and like I've talked to people that were involved with the repertory um, society, and they think that having audio described is going to distract distract from um, what's been spoken on the stage for the play, and that, and I tell them it's not. So, how can we get people involved in Invercargill? 
Yeah, it's a really good question. I think it, it is quite tricky to break into new areas because it's a new experience for a lot of those organisations. Audio description doesn't distract from anything no, that's I on know. the stage. We sit yeah. somewhere remotely, um, either in a soundproof booth or sometimes out in a different room with a video feed. Right. Um, and we feed back in, we speak into a microphone, we do all the audio description live, and that comes just into a little earpiece that yeah. our um, blind audience members listen to. So it doesn't have any impact on the rest of the performance. Uh, I think that's the first thing to reassure theatres. It's not going to affect anything mm. else. It's really, I think in, in local areas, it's really just a case of trying to find somebody who's going to give it a go. And I guess what's exciting about chamber music coming down is that if we can prove there's an audience, yeah. then it makes it much easier to kind of go, oh, we should do it next time. Now, I know, you know, there, there are some organizations, like the ballet comes down to Invercargill, yeah. and they do audio describe their shows elsewhere. So I think... You know, doing a bit more lobbying of those big arts organisations that travel with their shows and saying, look, Chamber Music did it. <laughs> when I are don't you know. Do yeah, I had to go to Dunedin to watch the ballet and listen to the ballet, which I really yeah, liked. I know. It's such a shame. And I think the other thing um, is things like your festivals. So you do have arts festivals yes, down yes, there. Yes, in April or and May. And festivals are often quite kind of cutting edge and leading in audio description so mm. i think you know it's worth kind of saying to them because they've got plenty of time to plan for yeah. you know next year's festival and say you know can we do something audio described here the other thing to look out for and um, what we're increasingly trying to do we nearly we nearly pulled it off this year but covid got in the way oh. is that there are shows that travel so for example two ladies that was at oh, Auckland yes. Theatre Company yeah. were supposed to travel to New Plymouth mm -hmm. it got cancelled that our audio description got cancelled because of Covid yeah. but there is an increasing interest in those shows that travel that different arts venues are saying oh maybe we could travel the audio description with it oh, and so the benefit of that is that if it's been you know if the, the script for the audio description which is kind of the, the complicated bit writing the script if that's yeah. already been done then it's really not that difficult to go and perform it somewhere else mm. So I think keeping an eye out for shows that are traveling and, and finding out if they're audio described somewhere else and then going, right, we want a piece of that. Because you shouldn't have to travel to Dunedin. Like, it's nice to travel to Dunedin sometimes <laughs> for a show, but you shouldn't have to when no. it's coming to your town as well. No, well, lucky I, I was able to go from Auckland to Dunedin. It was, um, you know, on the way home, so that was good. But, you know, <laughs> otherwise I would have had to go up for the day, which my family did. Um, well, one of the um, things is that in Invercargill here, we actually have a show in a February called Shakespeare in the Park, which I would love to go to, but I've never been able to because it's not audio described. And I, and I think people wander around, you know, like they have several stages in Queen's Park and they wander around and do it in the park, but it's not raining, of course. Otherwise, it's not that on. Amazing. But yeah, That's it's beautiful. really interesting, and it would be lovely yeah. to know how the audio description would handle <laughs> You'd be outside, so you can't go in the spare room. You just have to stand behind the trees and stand. <laughs> watch behind the trees. Well, we'd use the steno mask. We have one of those masks that the stenographers in uh, American courtrooms use because right. so, they do voice dictation into their computer so it's kind of a mask that covers your mouth and it's got a microphone inside oh. so we use that so last night we were rehearsing our audio description for a show up here Sing to Me and we just sit up in the gods and use the steno mask so we could definitely use that for, for outdoor performances that's no bother yeah. that's easy well, enough yeah. well it's really great 
talking to you today, um, Nicola, and I hope that we'll get lots of people who are blind coming to Transfiguration because I, I'm Petra and I are going to it. I've never been to Chamber Music. I'd, I've seen it on TV and that, so I know what it is. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see the ballet and the chamber music together. So it's really great, and I hope some people will learn uh, about audio description by listening to our program today. So that's great. So I've just got one notice to finish our program with this month, and that's to let our members know that we've got a general meeting at one thirty, two o'clock ish. One about, I think it's two o'clock actually, at. Um, the Blind Low Vision NZ building, which is 172 um, Queen's Drive, and that's on Saturday the 11th of April. So if you want to go to it and you live outside Invercargill, live in Southland, can you please ring uh, me at 0321 or you can email me, and uh, those of you who are members probably know my email address anyway. Um, otherwise, if you live in Invercargill, someone from the committee will ring you up. So um, hopefully we'll see a number of you. We're going to have a guest speaker. We don't know who that is yet, but we certainly will be having a guest speaker this time and afternoon tea. So today um, it's been lovely talking to Nicola, and we hope that you'll come back to Invercargill one day because I know you have been here. And so from Carol and Weston, it's bye for now. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.